Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Somos Mas, the official podcast of Somos Mas NM and your source for the latest news and notes on New Mexico United and the New Mexico Runners. My name, of course, is Seth Fidoff. Joining me this evening, the uh, no longer famished Earl Nieto. Earl's got a wonderful little snack with him this evening. Earl, you were just showing me your snack here to share with the with the class. Yeah, I'm not sharing with nobody. Just, just so you know, I'm not sharing with anybody. <laughs> Earl Most is uh, here at home with me, so Earl's getting that brain food in this evening. So um, glad, glad, Earl. We are glad to see that you are staying uh, full and refreshed, and hopefully, you are staying out of this godforsaken heat. Um, I don't, we were just talking a, a few minutes ago. I don't know about you, but it is insanely hot outside and uh, makes life kind of miserable. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> um, it's ridiculously hot. I was in Albuquerque over the weekend, and we stayed at the hotel. Thank God it was nice and fresh. Um, but when we were driving away, it was so hot, I heard banjos playing. Okay. Did you think you're uh, driving through deliverance or something? Yeah, it was it was bad. Like I was driving <laughs> to the, into the pit of hell, and it was like, yeah, this is this is where people go to die. Like this, if this is what hell is like, I'm sorry. Let me ask you this, Earl. This is the discussion I've had I had off air, and real quickly, I, I've been told that uh, a classroom of three and four year olds really enjoy those snacks. By the way, yeah, and a household of one also enjoys them. Actually, Marlena and Maya <laughs> enjoy them too. We, for whatever reason, um, went ahead and bought a pack of four. <laughs> Earl, is there something you're needing to tell us? No, not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Okay. All right. And you guys don't get to know until I know. <laughs> Um, so I, I wanted to ask again, this is I saying, this is a discussion I've had off air with a number of different folks. Would you rather take this dry ass heat or would you rather have like 90, 95 degrees and some humidity? I would rather have some humidity because at least my sweat can cool me off. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was telling you before we hopped on um, this past Saturday, like I mentioned a little bit before, I was in Albuquerque all weekend. Um, I had a Maya Marlena appreciation weekend. Um, nothing official. I mean, it's not like a holiday or anything like that. Um, yet they don't know that yet either. Mm -hmm. Um, but we went to the isotopes game on Saturday. Um, for those of you here in Albuquerque, um, (laughs) the isotopes weather or the Albuquerque weather the past couple days has been like lows of 195 and highs of like God knows what mm-hmm. um so I was, we we're watching the game the first pitch was like 100 degrees 102 degrees some stupid number and then around the seventh or eighth inning it was 88 degrees and i told i turned Mar- I told marlena um it's bad that 88 degrees is comfortable right now yeah no kidding i i got out and uh, the other morning, and it was 80 degrees or 82 degrees in the car. Is that, no, it's this morning. I, I, I do believe it was like 82 degrees. Like, okay, this is like wonderful. I would take this like year round if I could. Yeah, but yeah. It's just it's been miserable. And you know, we were talking my my the apartment complex I live in the the fitness center has not been opened in quite some time, and they kept telling us, okay, we're going to open it, we're going to open it. Now, because I would lo- I've been working on getting back in shape and doing some running and things like that, and um. 
I, yeah, I made the decision to run in 103 degree heat, 104 degree heat yesterday. Um, <laughs> not exactly the smartest decision in the world. Um, but yeah, you mentioned, you know, it, ladies and gentlemen, I do want to make a disclaimer that, um, of the three of us, because yes, there are three, you haven't seen the, the third guy, um, for a while. He called me today, so I know he's still alive. Um, but rumor has it that Seth is actually the smart one. <laughs> that that is the rumor that that is the rumor indeed but you know again I, i've also been told i'm a soulless robot so yeah, obviously running in heat doesn't do anything so but yeah no, it was just it was absolutely miserable it, it really was um don't get me wrong i'd rather take the humidity like honestly just if it was like, like you know 10 degrees cool i'd be happy yeah it, you know i'd be happy with it but i'd be happy with five degrees cooler about it yeah, exactly. You know, as long as I hit the triple digits, you know, yes. that's the cutoff point right there. So you had your question. Um, I guess it's my turn for my question because I've had a question all day, and I've actually planned for this 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 little shindig that we have every Tuesday night. Um, sometimes on Wednesdays, sometimes on any day that ends in a Y. Um, so you are traveling here in the very near future. Mm-hmm. I am. In a week and a half, two weeks. Um, so when you travel, mm-hmm. sorry, my brain was kind of trying to load there for a second too. So when you travel, what's your dietary or meal plan change when you're here rather than over there? In terms of like what I eat or how much I eat. I don't know. The question was very vague. Okay. Um, well, because there's, there's a couple different ways to take that question. So you don't have to answer, by the way, because it's a dumb question. No, no, it's it's legitimate. Like, no, I, I, it's something that I do look at anytime I do travel. So, like, I did recently travel to Georgia, saw my family, hung out with them, and the cooking down in Georgia is vastly different from what is, is done here. You know, a lot of butter. A lot of butter, a lot of butter, a lot of salt. That's very true. Um, a lot of fried has it, folks. Just so you know, if you do go to Georgia, they have salted butter. They do. They do, in fact, have salted butter. They also have uh, hot boiled butter peanuts. and salt. They also have buttered salt. Probably. Um, and but no, it, it, it really is because I try to stay pretty strict with what I eat here, at least in terms of how much I eat and when I eat. But when I'm with my family – you know, you kind of adhere to what they're doing, you know? Um, so realistically for me, I tend to get into the habit of, I will, I will eat more and more frequently. And I'll also drink more when I'm out there, adult beverages, so to speak. Um, so I, it's, I tend to let myself go a little bit in terms of how much I'm a little less strict on how much I eat and drink and things like that. But um, I still try to stick within a, a caloric guideline, you know, cause I don't want to go. Um, I don't want to go too far off the rails to get too far off of what I'm doing. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, as long as I, I maintain an active a level of activity while I'm there, I'm generally okay. So like this past trip I took, I was deep sea fishing for two days. Uh, if you've never been deep sea fishing, you know that you are, we do, you know, when we go, we do 12 hour trips, you know, so you're in the sun for 12 hours, basically 
baking and you're spending, you know, the entire day trying to reel fish in from, you know, three, 400 feet down. So there are, you know, you're expending a lot of calories while you're doing this. And so during that, like you're eating off and on throughout the day. Um, for the trip I have coming up, I'm going to be over in Hartford uh, for part of it, hanging out there, going to see the United match in Hartford. Um, but yeah, it's just a matter of maintaining the maintaining caloric and not getting just too far outside of what the norm is. Um, and yes, I, I do plan on being active while I'm there as well. Do going to be having some activities and things going on um, to help with that. um no but yeah it's i don't know that's a long-winded saying long-winded way of saying i do tend to eat more than what i normally do here but i try to keep it in in check you know cool (laughs) okay did that did that answer the question or did that satisfy wherever the question came from sure was that was that a question for Marlena? No, that was not. Uh, okay. actually, she hasn't even texted me in a while, so. Ah, okay. Oops, wrong password. No, we're actually planning for a trip ourselves. Uh, we have a long weekend, so she's packing bags and bathing kids and doing whatnots. Okay. Yeah. No. Yeah. Well, I hope wherever you're going, you have a good time. But yeah, it's. Like I said just. Um, Let's just, just say where we're going is. I'll tell you the weather right now where we're going. Okay. Right now where we're headed. Um, how do I work this stupid app? Well, while you're looking that up, um, I did get a question. Uh, do y'all not have salted butter? We so there is salted butter. It's just extremely hard to find out here at times. Um, I I, t- I tend to not use it when I cook, but yeah, it's it was in short supply for quite a while. I don't know why. Every it, it was just really hard to find. Um, so right now where we're going, it is 94 degrees. Okay. Tomorrow will be 108 degrees. And then when we're out there, it'll be 102 and then 100. You're going somewhere in the heart of Texas? Pretty close. Well, that should be fun. You guys going for any particular reason? Uh, just a funeral. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> um, I, you made us sound as though you were going on vacation, and no, we don't vacation. Funeral. We're practically married. We don't vacation. Okay, then. I, I so uh, my condolences for your loss, her loss, hers. Okay, my condolences. I do apologize. I, I it sounded like it was a vacation. I, I, I do apologize. So my condolences. <laughs> like, um, I, I have no transition from that. So with None. that, we have soccer to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, we do, we do, we do have soccer to talk about. Obviously, New Mexico United hosts the international friendly against Sunderland AFC tomorrow evening out at the lab. Should be an interesting uh, night out there. Before we do, do get to that, though, we do have two new signings for New Mexico United uh, that we are excited to talk about. Thank you, Jane. Thank you. 
<laughs> sounded like a vacation to Jane. Um, um, but yeah, so yeah, two new signings for New Mexico United. First off, they announced the, the acquisition of a uh, of Jacobo Reyes on a loan from Monterey Rayados for the end of the season, and is also possibly with an extension beyond 2023. Uh, a young, a younger forward, he has 142 appearances for CF Monterey of Liga MX, Rayados two of Liga de Expansión MX and Monterey U20s. I mean, this is a guy that he's apparently, he's apparently played over 10,000 minutes already in his professional career. Um, a forward, obviously, this is going to be a, a, a dynamic signing. Um, and we, with the upcoming departure of Alex Wagoner, um, you know, both the signing of Reyes and also announced uh, yesterday Isaac Zuleta from Hetate of La Liga. Uh, another four, another signing. I, two di- young, dynamic forwards. This is, I think, it's an exciting move for New Mexico United, and also shows the reach that one Itamar Canaan has. Um, do w- one question that I saw on social media, and Earl, I mean, there's going to be a number of questions about this. Number one, how excited for you are the fact that the club has brought in two forwards yet again? Uh, mid-season, and what does this do for guys like Josh Dolling, who's already seeing a reduced number of minutes, um, and you know Greg Hurst? It doesn't make sense to me, to be honest. I mean, you have Josh Dolling who is doing his thing. Um, you have Greg Hurst, who's kind of been playing the mid, the mid, uh, midfield, attacking midfield position. But you still have someone who's shined out and has showed up every week of that he's got the chance to start up top, and that's Brucey. I mean, I like the signings, don't get me wrong. I like them because we can always use help somewheres. And with Eric Quill, you're not guaranteed to play in the position that you normally play, just as Daniel Bruce, for example. Um so yeah, I mean I like the signings because it expands what we can do. I mean, maybe they come in and play midfield, and then second half they come in and switch to a t- to the striker position, to the forward position. Um, so it'd be nice. Um, I don't know. Uh, it's it's a tough one for me because we saw how it worked out a couple of seasons ago when we stockpiled forwards um, to only use two of them for the season. And for whatever reason, we are hoarding them. Um, so hopefully Eric Quill's different and uses them in a different role and instead of putting them in a position to take someone else's spot. Yeah, I think it's interesting. I mean, we, we've postulated in, over the past few weeks that United would be in the market. I thought we were looking more for a midfielder or defensive player obviously Nicky Hernandez being signed on a short-term contract helped uh and we saw last year like you said you mentioned the the stockpiling of forwards um it's it'll be interesting to see what happens because you know Dolling you know we received word that Dolling not playing was coach's decision it's not an injury related it's not it's just coach's decision 
Uh, Hurst obviously has been seeing a bit more time than Dolling has, but with the emergence of Daniel Bruce as, as being that number nine for us right now, I, I mean, it's it'll be interesting to see if maybe maybe Hurst and Dong just don't fit Eric Quill's system. Maybe bringing in these younger, more dynamic guys are a better fit for the system. Maybe I, I'd hate to see Brucey lose time. I'd hate to see Amando Moreno lose time because they're guys who have really shown over these past several weeks under Eric Quill. Um, now I don't want to discount, you know, what these two players can, can bring to the club. Um, uh, Zuleta is actually considered a, a domestic player. Uh, so he won't need a green card. He doesn't take up an international spot. He is eligible to play tomorrow night. Um, I mean, it's, and, and realistically, I went, I've, I've tried to find highlights of these guys. I've tried to find highlights and, and reach out and there, there's really not much out there. Um, it, but it's, it's interesting. Again, it's really interesting to see. I, I like the aggressiveness of the signings. I think it's going to be beneficial to United in the long run, again, particularly with the departure of Alex Wagner, a, a young guy who has played extremely well in his time so far with the club and is leaving to go to University of Michigan here in just a matter of weeks. So, yeah, it'll be really interesting to see. And I think tomorrow night we may actually get to see Zuleta for quite a bit um, in the friendly against Sunderland. And now that you say that, that kind of makes sense as to why maybe he brought in the two forwards. I mean, maybe it takes two to replace one. We all know the fact that it takes, well, at least on this show here, it does take two to replace one. And we do want, we still extend our thanks to Harry and Robert for filling in the shoes while I was out for a week. Um, Robert, you're also not invited ever again, just so you know. (laughs) Um, But before we go any further, I, I have some personal business to take care of, okay? Let me see if I can figure this stupid thing out. Um, Because I know they're watching now, so let me figure out how to do this. Okay. Uh, Well, while you're doing that, um, yeah, like like we mentioned, I am going to Hartford here in a couple weeks. Uh, It'll be my second ever New Mexico United away day. I don't know if any other fans are going to the the Hartford match. If you are, please look me up. I'll be there. I'm working on getting press credentials for myself and my girlfriend. We will be there uh, in person watching the game. Wait, uh, wait, so wait, really wait, 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 wait. Did you just say girlfriend? I did. Ladies and gentlemen, this is breaking news. <laughs> because his closest friends that he talks to about every other day didn't even know this. Yeah, that is, that's, that's, uh, yeah. So, yeah, we're going to head out there. We're going to see Hartford. We're going to do some different things. Um, but, yeah, if you're going to Hartford, please let us know. Please let me know. Uh, would love to meet up with some folks if you're going out there. Um, so Earl, did you get your thing set up? I got my thing. Give me a couple seconds. Here we go. Okay. Oh, what is Earl doing? I see baby pictures. No, not baby pictures. Whatever you, whatever you did did not work because it's just in the background. Dang it. I'm not going to be able to do it. I'll figure it out here in a couple seconds. You said it was just in the background? Yeah, it was there. I didn't share it. I don't know what you were working on. Okay. Share screen. Entire screen. This will work, I think. So now we see like triple of us. 
Now can you see mm -hmm. it? Yeah. Okay, we're adding this. We're good? Yeah, it's, it's shared now, yeah. There's no audio. I have no idea what. <laughs> oh, I see. Okay, I see the. Uh... <laughs> okay, we're playing Little Rascals for some reason. All right. Um, How do I thank get you. out of thank this? Okay, there thank we go. you for that, Earl. Um, if you are watching the show, Earl attempted to play a clip from Little Rascals. Um, yeah, Adam, I'm not even really hundred percent sure. Uh, there was no audio on Earl's clip, so we'll, uh, oh, there was no audio. No, there was no audio. <laughs> oh, well. All right. Moving right along. Uh, so yeah, Zuleta hopefully gets some minutes. Maybe, uh, Jacobo Reyes does tomorrow night as well against Sunderland AFC. Big, big night for New Mexico United as they host their second ever international friendly this time, arguably against a much bigger club than Cardiff city was in 2019. The you know, Sunderland AFC is a historic club, 145 years of history. They've been up and down. They're recently coming off of a rather sudden downturn in their fortunes, you know, getting relegated out of the premier league, just uh, six years ago, I made it all the way down to League One before working their way back up, where last season they made it to the EFL Championship playoffs and were eliminated in uh, the semifinals. Um, it's This is a big, big moment for New Mexico United. Uh, Earl, I know you said you watched the, the presser yesterday with the gaffer of Sunderland AFC. What was your takeaway from that? Any uh, significant information we were able to glean as Earl eats his... Number one, Earl, you muted. Number two, finish your snack. Snack time is we're over. Good. We're good. <laughs> okay. we're good. Um, no, he didn't really say anything noteworthy. I mean, the biggest thing he said is some of the guys in San Antonio played 45 minutes played 45 minutes. Um, he said 10 guys played 45 minutes. The other 10 played 45 minutes. Mm. So I'm assuming he that means that he kept the keeper in the entire time. Just my assumption. I don't know. Um, that's the cool thing about friendly is you don't have a substitution limit. Right. You can do whatever you want, however you want it. Um, he did say that some of the guys that he has are going to play the full 90 this week. Mm-hmm. Um, he also said that he's been watching New Mexico United film and seeing what they're all about. See, I think that's really interesting. Um, the fact that you've got a championship level manager watching New Mexico United, picking up game film. And in my preview over on 1017, I talked about the possibility that we may not see guys for the full 90 minutes. We may see a lot of guys who uh, are only playing you know, 45, 60 minutes, particularly on our side. You know, guys, because we do have a match at the weekend against Sacramento Republic, who are leading the Western Conference at the moment. So I don't think we necessarily see a full 90 minutes from guys like Daniel Bruce or some others. But, you know, guys like, you know, Jacobo Reyes. Um, so you're wrong, actually. So, yeah, we play on Wednesday. So we play tomorrow night mm -hmm. um, against Sunderland. But then we play San Antonio on the 22nd, I believe. No, it's Sacramento. Is it Sacramento? Yeah, Sacramento. 
Okay, you're right. You're right. San Antonio is in August, August seventh. Yeah, that's a, yeah, that's in August. Um, so yeah, Meow Wolf Night Saturday night. Um, so a guy like Jacobo Reyes, and real and real quick, I did get another question. Uh, where are the new players coming from? Jacobo Reyes was a loan from Monterey Rayados of Liga MX, and uh, uh, Isaac Zuleta was a transfer. It, it sounds like from Hetafe of uh, La Liga over in Spain. Um, again, guys who are clearly identified by Edomar, both, uh, have nationality here in the U S both considered domestic players. Um, Kobo particularly has, I believe, I believe he has dual nationality currently, uh, between us and Mexico. So, um, really young guys excited to play. So for guys like them, I think this is an opportunity to come out and, and play, you know, maybe 60 minutes, but for guys like Daniel Bruce and Josh Suggs and some of the other guys, you know, who've been around the entire season, you know, I see coach Quill giving them, you know, 45, maybe 50 minutes and, instead of, you know, running them ragged and, you know, hundred degree heat ahead of Sacramento on Saturday. Yeah. I definitely expect to see a lot of the younger guys play um, just to keep fresh legs for Sacramento. I mean, obviously we're still in a, we're still dead in the middle of the season. Mm-hmm. Where we are now playing in the dead of the dead heat summer, like it it sucks for the guys, and now that they're wearing black, it gets hotter. Um, so I expect to see a bunch of the young kids that we have on the team. I expect to see uh, Roy Ball or yeah, what it? I'm drawing a blank. It starts with an R. He's help me out here, bro. Robles. Roblix. My bad, my bad. Um I expect to see Robles back there. I don't see I don't expect to see Kalen playing the full 90. He mm-hmm. might. Um I expect to see Ford Parker back there. I don't expect to see uh Tambacius. Yeah, which would be similar to what we did back in 2019 in the, the match with Cardiff. You know, you, you saw Cody come out and play 45, you saw uh, I want to say it was Ben at the time come out and play 45 as well. Uh, and that match, United pulled out a draw, 1-1 with Cardiff City. But, I mean, Sunderland is, a, is in my opinion, this Sunderland squad is better than that Cardiff squad was in 2019. And this is a, a Sunderland side that is more than likely going to be fighting for promotion back into the Premier League this year. Uh, really strong showing after, you know, during their first year back in the championship last year. And... They returned a lot of guys from last season. Um, and, you know, I, I tried to come up with a preview for this. I tried writing, but I ended up writing more about uh, a, a brief overview of the recent history of Sunderland and, and their struggles and the, you know, the fact they have a, a documentary on Netflix, uh, Sunderland Till I Die. If you haven't watched it, go check it out. Fan, fantastic docuseries about uh, their relegation from the Premier League and their fall all the way down to the League One. And the struggles that went along with that, um, which you know, we talked about promotion relegation last week. If that comes to the USL Championship, you know that, that's something that we could see for New Mexico United as well. But you know, it's yeah. I mean, th- this is preseason for Sunderland. You know, these are guys. Are, you're gonna, you may see some guys who are fighting for first team minutes, who are fighting for a spot in that 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 first team eighteen, or at least you know the, this you know the opportunity to have. Uh, chance to play week in and week out over in the championship. I mean, their regular season is about two and a half weeks away. 
Yeah, so and that's a good so that's kind of where we're night and day right now is um yeah, we both agree on that part where they're fighting for their spot. So Sunderland has and I hate to say it like this. So Sunderland, if you're listening, which I highly doubt you are, but if you are, um thanks by the way, I appreciate it. Um Sunderland doesn't have much to play for because they still have weeks to prepare. Mm-hmm. New Mexico United is in the middle of the season where they're clawing for a playoff position. They're clawing to hold on to the playoff position that they have. They're clawing for a higher seed so we can host a playoff game and potentially win the cup. I mean, there's still so much going for United versus Sunderland, who hasn't had anything going yet. Yeah, this is... <laughs> It goes back to one of the issues I had back in 2019 with this preseason friendly, you know, or I should say this international friendly coming in the middle of the season. Um, you know, it's it comes down to does it benefit the club? Yes. Are there risks associated with doing this in the middle of the season? Absolutely there are. You know, you run guys out there in a match that in the grand scheme of things doesn't mean anything competitively if if someone God forbid someone picks up a, an injury here. You know, people are going to question, what's the point of this? And, you know, taking that into consideration, Earl, what do you say to these people uh, when, the, when that, type of con- that type of conversation comes up? What's the point of hosting international friendly? What's the point of running that extra risk? You know, um, you know why did you leave somebody and somebody out there for 60 minutes instead of 45? Then they got hurt. Um, so what I would say to them is and I'll be professional here. It's beneficial for both sides. One is beneficial for though Sunderland United right now. Sunderland and New Mexico United. Um Sunderland is trying to figure out who they are going to run out week one of of their season, which is coming quick upon them. Um so they have things to learn. They have gelling to still do. They still have to figure out the puzzle that is a season of 30-something games for them. We're 18, 19 games in, sitting in, I think, seventh place right now. I'll double-check that. But No, I think we're in 10th currently. I'll double-check that. We're sitting somewhere. Um, I want to say we're in playoff spot right now. That I can tell you we're not because of the results at the weekend. Uh, we're okay, in ninth I place. Watch, yeah. I didn't watch any soccer this past weekend, so I couldn't tell you. Um, no, I lied. I watched two soccer matches this past weekend. Yeah, One Oakland pick. And the other being the Mexico-Panama game. Yeah, Oakland picked up a win at the weekend, so they jumped back ahead, um, and we fell to ninth. Uh, behind Phoenix Rising on tiebreakers. Okay. Um, So, yeah, so back to what I was saying. We still have a lot to learn, and playing a team of any caliber in the middle of the season that's not in our league, I mean, it could be Chicago Fire for all I care. The fact is you're playing another team to learn more 
about your team. So this is Eric Quill's first uh, international friendly, international whatever he wants, to, whatever they want to call it, um, of his United tenure. So now he came in halfway between the season. So now he gets to actually see who can compete at the high level. Who can compete against a English Premier team who is most notably who is notably one of the most decorated uh English teams, most recognized English teams ever play. Yeah, exactly. Like I mentioned, 145 years of history for Sunderland AFC. Uh, this is obviously a huge test, a huge challenge for Eric Quill and his side to see what some of the players can do. And, you know, some of these guys who've had international experience, like Armando Moreno and Reyes and, and Zoleta, who've played at that level, or not, say not, not at the same level as Sunderland, but that, that have played internationally. You know, it's it's a really good test. It's a really good test to see where New Mexico United stacks up and and in terms of, I, I think from a fitness standpoint, we'll have the edge in this match, particularly given the hashtag elevation, everybody drink. Um, given that and given the fact, again, they sometimes only had a handful of opportunities to actually get out. And you know, this is an atmosphere that they've never played in. I mean, it was, I was reading something the other day uh, during their match with San Antonio it was, you know, near, near hundred degrees here or in San Antonio, I should say, and it was like 66 degrees back in England. So, you know, it's, it's a vast difference. So this is, it's atmosphere, it's environment that these guys aren't used to. They've likely never played on a, on a baseball field before. Um, you know, so it's going to be really interesting to see what happens with them. And, you know, this obviously their, their second stop on their North American tour, San Antonio FC, the first one the other night, which they did win by a final of three, one, uh, they will close out their North American road trip against North Carolina FC on the 21st. So on the Saturday, um, or no Friday, Friday, Friday that is correct. Um, so yeah, it's, it's interesting. You know, you see more that and more clubs. Coming. That is something that the head coach did say though, in his presser that mm-hmm. when he, they played San Antonio night before last, San Antonio was a really, really skilled and athletic team. They're quick. They're fast. The way they get up and pass the ball quickly, it it gave them frustration. It gave them fits, mm-hmm. which that's good to see because you look at it in the grander scheme of things, in the giant soccer world that we live in right now, you have the coach of the most decorated team in almost all of soccer, saying that a measly USL team gave them fits. Well, to be fair, San Antonio are the defending champions. Well, I know that. They're the defending <laughs> champions of lower league, and I'm putting that air quotes, of lower league soccer in the United States. Yeah, I that's that is true. Um, I'm just trying to protect you for you know in case you know Robert and Harry come in. <laughs> and they can come um, in that's fine. Um, okay. But yeah, so I mean, that just that goes to show the level of talent that you that USL has. Mm-hmm. Um, with that being said, I mean, I expect, and I'm happy to come in ESPN Plus. Is it? I was curious. I couldn't find anything. Um, it is going to be on ESPN Plus. David Carl did one of his David leaks and said it will be on ESPN Plus. 
Very cool. That is, that's very good news. I, I honestly, I didn't see that anywhere. Um, <clears throat> and I've been, you know, I mean, I watched New Mexico United stuff um, pretty much all day long. Um, and that's good for, that's good for United mm-hmm. because now you have all these Sunderland fans tuning in to a preseason friendly, on a midseason friendly for us, a friendly, an international friendly. Um, that's more eyes on United, which is nice because now you have all these head coaches and coaches looking at United and seeing what kind of talent we have, which in the long run and grander scheme of things gets us more banjo points. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think this is um, – and one of the things that you that you mentioned to me in a text message earlier was that uh, during the press conference, the, the the manager for 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 Sunderland did say that this has been in the works for over a year, um, getting this set up, and so really interesting to see the timeline on that getting prepared, and and it just it just goes to show you know New Mexico United is making a name. They have been over the past five years. Uh, you know, obviously bringing in Cardiff in year one was a huge huge get for the club and then just the the national stage that the club has been put on and now the international stage that the club is on is really giving them a lot of momentum and if united can show well here on on an international broadcast um you know against one of the one of the oldest clubs in the world you know it it could mean big things for new mexico united it really could it could attract a whole new level of attention from uh you know from overseas from from talent from agents uh, it's it's a huge opportunity for new mexico united to to come out and and, and have this match tomorrow night <clears throat> yeah you're 100 percent right i mean this will be a fun test to see what kind of talent we have to see what kind of scheme eric quill can pull together to try to beat a top flight team mm-hmm I was just looking real quick. There was actually a recap over on, over on Sunderland's website uh, about the match against San Antonio the other evening. And yeah, basically just completely changed out the 11 aside from the goalkeeper between the first and second half. So um, yeah, I would expect more of the same. Again, they're, they're still trialing people. They're looking for who's going to make their, their, their first team squad, um, <clears throat> you know, and the reserves. So a lot of fun to watch and kick off tomorrow night, seven o'clock at the lab. If you don't have your tickets, get them, get out there. This is going to be a tremendous night for New Mexico United. I know a friend of ours, Chris Hurst is really excited for this, you know, Sunderland being his childhood club. Um, so it'll be interesting to talk to him tomorrow night and, and get his thoughts and reactions to the match. I know he was actually in San Antonio the other night watching that one. So um, it will be really good to see Chris tomorrow night, talk to him, get his thoughts uh, about seeing that next, uh, letting his kids see uh, Sunderland in person. So uh, moving on Saturday night, New Mexico United takes on Western Conference leader Sacramento Republic FC. Uh, Republic started off the season really, really strong. Uh, they cooled off recently. They are unbeaten in four Three consecutive draws against Memphis 901, Riverhounds, and Rio Grande Valley. Uh, their last win was back on June 24th against San Antonio FC. So it's been about a month since Sacramento Republic has won a match. They're obviously still one of the more dangerous clubs 
not only in the league, but in the Western conference as well. Um, still, you know, really kind of surprising a number of people uh, with just how well they're doing. Uh, I think we, I, I, I'm, at some point I am going to go back and listen to our prediction show to see what we thought about the Western conference in particular. But um, you know, I, I look at this match against Sacramento Republic. I look at how well United has been playing over the past, you know, month and a half under Eric Quill, really month basically. Um, and I think this is a, a much better United team than what we saw earlier in the season. I think Sacramento, again, I think they've come down just a little bit. Uh, not a lot. Um, they have five draws in their past five and they're set in the past seven matches. So uh, really big opportunity for United to pick up uh, points during Meow Wolf night. Obviously the new kits were dropped today. New kits look fantastic, by the way. Um, Earl, do you think United carries momentum over after the break? Um, do you think the international friendly messes with mentality a little bit going into Saturday night? You know, what's the expectation against Sacramento Republic? The expectations are exactly what they were last week. Win. I mean, we went a long stretch where we didn't see results go our way. I think we saw four matches that we didn't either win or we lost. Um, either we drew or we lost. Um, so right now we started season half the season fresh where we had a new head coach, a new system who's proven to want to win. I mean, we saw him come back from a deficit. I think we we're down two nothing to tie it up. Um, so yeah, so Eric Quill definitely has the, the momentum for it. I, I'm hoping that tomorrow's hype and hoopla and all the glitz and glamour of having Sunderland here does not overshadow Saturday night. Yeah, I'm hoping so as well. And while there, there is going to be some amount of ceremony and hoopla around tomorrow night, I think it's going to be a very different feeling from Saturday. I mean, obviously there's a lot of excitement about the international friendly, you know, again, we mentioned big opportunity for New Mexico United to show out on an international stage, international stage. Um, but back to league play on Saturday, it's going to be a completely different field in that match. It's, you know, you've got to flip that competitive switch and, it's going to be a vastly different. I think so. The atmosphere is going to be a little bit different. I think tomorrow night you're going to have a lot of folks, particularly in the stands, who are just kind of there, you know, feeling things out. I mean, okay, why is this you know top level club coming to see, you know, coming to play against our guys, you know? But Saturday night, I think you have um, more of the folks who understand what's going on, how important league play is, and so I think there's just going to be a different feeling about the park Saturday night. And, and that's a lot of the reason why I think Eric Quill, you know, keeps some guys back a little bit tomorrow. You know, again, I don't think we see Brucey 90 minutes. I don't think we see, honestly, I don't think we see a lot of guys going 60 minutes or more. Um, like I said, you know, get them 45 to maybe 60, keep, you know, get their legs fresh for Saturday, you know, get them loose. But I don't see anyone, I really don't see anyone going 90 minutes. Um, I think we see starters... 45 minutes. Mm -hmm. And then we see Daniel Robles come in, Kyle Colonna come in. We see the 
the subs that you usually don't see come in. Mm-hmm. We see them come in and give our starters a break. Yeah, I, I, I believe uh, Nikki Hernandez is still under contract at least for about two more weeks. So I think we see him. I think we see Zuleta. I think we see Reyes. You know, you see some of the younger guys come in. I think you see. I think. I think honestly, I think you see. I think you see kind of a split squad. So like you see, you know, about five, four, you know, five, six starters in the first half, as well as some of the some of the younger faces, some of the newer guys that haven't gotten as much. The same thing in the second half. Something else I think we see is the players who are coming off of injury, mm-hmm. who are day to day at this moment. Which I know of one who should be day to day or very, 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 very close to being day to day. Um, I think these are still a couple weeks out. If you say so, um, he's so. The ones that are very close to being day-to-day or are day-to-day, then I see them come in for a good 20, 30 minutes mm-hmm. to get kind of the rust off, knock the rust off of what they've had and get them back into game form. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't expect to see them Saturday night, but I do expect to see them at least make an appearance for a couple minutes to at least knock some rust off. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, Colonna was out with injury for a little while. Bees, you know, with the, with a fractured kneecap. Um, <clears throat> I'm trying to I'm trying to think you know, back on the timeline of his as far as when he posted that. And I think at that time at that point they said somewhere around eight weeks. I don't think we're quite there yet, but um, if he's back already, it'll, it will be interesting to see if he gets some time. But yeah, Saturday night, yeah, I see United going at this full bore. You know, guys like you know Brucey e. Hurst, maybe Dolling get some play again. We've been told, you know, we've been told that Dolling is a, a coach's decision. It's not an injury concern. It's nothing like that. He's just not in the 18. So, yeah, I mean, we've got to put best foot forward Saturday night against Sacramento. We've got to come out. We've got to stay strong. We still haven't seen the full 90 minutes that Coach Cool has talked about from the squad. You know, we still see, you know, 60 to 70 minutes, maybe a little bit more effort in, in most of the matches, but. Part of the problem with that too is that United played, I think, like six matches in 21 days, um, or something close to that. Uh, after you know Eric Quill's, uh, after Eric Quill was brought in, so yeah, it's with some time off. I think it'll be interesting to see. I think we do see a a greater intensity level Saturday night. I think we'd see guys who are better rested because again, you know, we guess we have the friendly, but you know, half a match, 60 minutes for for a lot of the guys. And then we've got a week um, after Sacramento until uh, until Orange County. So uh, I think, yeah, I, I think Saturday night's going to be a lot of fun. Sacramento, obviously, dangerous side there, side that um, yeah, we've had some tremendous moments against. You know, uh, you know obviously the Brucey banger a couple of years ago uh, out in Sacramento, uh, lot, losing them in the playoffs. Um so yeah, I don't expect like a, a physical style match like we see with you know El Paso or San Antonio, but you know this is again going to be a very good test for Eric Cole and his side to see if they can keep that momentum rolling. And you know you look at the the players that Sacramento has on their roster, and you know Danny Vitiello and Goal, a guy who obviously you know played for New Mexico United short term, um, you know Roro Lopez, like Keiko Zeko Lewis, they. They've got talent top to bottom. So it's no surprise that they are um, playing where they are at the moment. 
I, I do think that they expect better of themselves. Um, so United can't sit back. We can't sit back and rest on our laurels. We can't allow Santa or Sacramento to dictate the pace of play. Otherwise, we will lose to Sacramento on Saturday night. Yeah, and you said it best. I mean, we can't rest on the laurels that, we'll, that we have. Um, my opinion is if we go into – and I'm going to allude back to tomorrow. If we go into tomorrow's match with an open mind and actually learn from them, but that's what this essentially is going to be. It's us learning from them. Mm-hmm. If we learn from them, I think we'll be fine on Saturday. But if we let our egos get in the way and think that we, just because we can compete with Sunderland and we let that run in our mind, then yeah, we'll get wiped. Yeah, mentality and mindset is going to be huge Saturday night. Um, Earl, let's go ahead and get your score prediction for Saturday evening. I was hoping you didn't go to this point. <laughs> so, a couple weeks back, we were called Corporate Shield. Mm-hmm. And me wearing the patch again. We're Pride both, training top. <laughs> yeah, we're both Corporate Shields tonight. Yep. Um, with that... Unfortunately, it's Sacramento. Mm-hmm. We're playing incredible. I mean, yeah, we are playing incredible too, and I'm hoping I'm wrong on this one. I say 1-0 Sacramento. Earl with a surprise pick. Okay, it's not often that you hear Earl pick against New Mexico United. Interesting. You better hope that, uh, that David doesn't revoke your, your corporate card. I mean, if I if I lose my corporate man card, um, and the person that says she was going to sleep 25 minutes ago is now in the chat saying one one is my guess. Um, Marlena, if if it is one one, I'll be happy. If we somehow squeak out a win, I'll be happy. Um, but like I said, one nil, and I'm praying to every god that anyone ever believed in. Um, that I am wrong. I am hoping that I'm wrong. So before we get to my, my prediction here, Earl, I do have to say, have you not figured out that I, I know you're still like 22. You're very new to relationships. Um, it, lots of times girlfriends, when they say they're going to bed, they lie in bed for hours on end, watching TikTok and Facebook and things like that. So they say they're going to bed, but they're just lying in bed. They're not actually going to sleep. Life knowledge. Oh, yeah. She usually <laughs> does. She usually, when she says she goes to bed or she's going to sleep, she puts her phone down and she's gone. Mm-hmm. I mean, it could um, also be reading a book as well. That is something that that, that does happen. So uh, you read? <laughs> I do. I, I actually do read. Yes, I read quite a bit. Um, I actually, I actually just started reading this book here. Mystic uh, River. So just started reading that. That's a um, shameless plug to Dwayne Lemon, I think that name was. <laughs> uh, Lahane, I believe is how it's pronounced. Dennis Lahane. So Dennis Lahane, you're welcome. Yeah. You got shameless plug on some lower class. <laughs> <Andrew> <laughs> Bill Billy hugging 
corporate shill podcast. Right. There you go. I'm sure it'll drive, you know, the, the, the one sale. So I want, I want, uh, I want royalties off of that. You want both? Okay. I'll see what we can do for you, Earl. Um, but yeah, no, I, I do read. I spend, uh, I, my goal every day is to read 50 pages every single day. So, um, the, the way, and the reason I do that is because, you know, I figure it's somewhere between 30 minutes to an hour worth of reading and I can get through pretty much any book in about a week, week and a half reading 50 pages a day. Now, obviously some books. Are you sidetracking because you're predicting against United too? No, no, actually, <laughs> I'm not. I, I'm not sidetracking because I, I would I would typically pick against United in this case. Um, and yes, Star Wars does count in 50 pages. It does count. Sorry, question I had. Star Wars counts. And with the Star Wars book, it counts. Um, so, uh, yeah, Saturday Night Sacramento Republic. Again, Sacramento is a, a tremendously talented team. You know, they brought in Russell Cicerone in the offseason. Uh, you know, they brought him in from, I believe he was with uh, Tampa Bay last year. Um, tremendously talented set of forwards. They got a great midfield, you know, Nick Ross guys that we are familiar with. Um, this is a tough one. It really is. Cause you know, it, if again, it's going to be a big mentality game, it's going to be a mindset game coming off of the friendly coming off of the break. As long as the guys are loose and ready to go, and we come out with a lot of energy, then I see New Mexico United picking up a win Saturday night. Um, you know, I, I've predicted clean sheets here recently. I don't see that happening against Sacramento. They're one of the best goal scoring clubs in the league. Um, let me pull up the stats on that real quick here. Um, Wrong page. I apologize. Stats. Team stats. Uh, they have a plus 19 goal differential. They are, uh, they have 31 goals on the season, sitting fifth in the league uh, in terms of goals. Uh, they are, they scored four more than we have. So I, I look at this again, tremendously dangerous match. We have had momentum at home. I'm going to say 2 1 United here. Um, yeah, it's, this is a, this really is a tough one to pick. It, it really is. Cause again, Sacramento is a tremendously talented team. I think that they can play with anybody home or away. I, I think that they have a lot of good things going for them. Um, so that's that, that's our predictions for Saturday night. Earl taking a one nil loss, me going with two nil two one win. I should say, I don't believe we're going to clean sheet out of this one. Um, so yeah, uh, both matches out at the lab wins tomorrow night, seven o'clock Sunderland AFC. I'll be out there. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, can't wait to see that match in person should be out there Saturday night as well for meow wolf night. Again, it's going to be a whole lot of fun. Can't wait to be back at the lab. It's been a minute. Um, so looking forward to that. Um, so before you continue, yep. Let me justify my one nil loss. Because in the past, hang on. So in the past six matches, which has been every time that we've played Sacramento, mm -hmm. our head-to-head -head record with them 
is one one or one win, four losses, and one draw. Mm-hmm. Where we've never scored more than one goal. No, I take that back. Scored uh, actually almost to the day we scored two on them. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that's why I say one nil because we've only scored twice on them one time, and that was no, the I, I don't blame you. I I, I don't blame you at all. Uh, Sacramento, they're they're good defensively. They're good offensively. They're very good, particularly through the midfield. You know, they've got guys who can go both ways, play box to box. Um, yeah, it, it's going to be a tough match, no matter what. Uh, it would it would not surprise me if we lost on Saturday night. Um, but I, I, you know, again, I think we have momentum. Again, it's going to be a mentality thing. If we come out with a mentality that we're that we're going to win, we're going to play fast, we're going to play, um, you know, uh, with the with the energy that we've seen over the past several weeks, I think we come out with a win. So, um, all right, Earl, before we get out of here, I do have, uh, one last question for you. Why can't Vince just give Cody the belt already? I'm tired of seeing him get F five in front of his mama. So Cody won't get the title until WrestleMania of next year. Yeah. 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 I know. Because right now he's on raw. And to finish his story, he has to win the WWE Championship. The one title his dad never held. Mm. Who holds that title? The Tribal Seth Chief. Who... No, no, no. Oh. The Tribal Chief, who will no longer be the Tribal Chief in a few months. Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to see Cody get a belt while he's still here, um, before he retires. Um, I'm hoping it's not the world heavyweight, but I would love to see him just get any kind of title. Yeah. So to the wrestling gods who have some kind of say, I'm going to edit Seth's hashtag, Seth's name tag down there where it says, give Cody the belt already. And I'm going to edit that and say, give Cody a belt already. Okay. There you go. Um, yeah, I've been trying to follow it a little bit more than I have in the past, particularly the the weekly shows. Uh, Sammy and KO running the tag team division, knocking the Judgment Day all over the place, week in, week out, apparently. Uh, yeah. Judgment Day apparently uh, looks to me like they're going to be falling apart here at some point soon. Um, so yeah, and then obviously you know, the 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 trial over on SmackDown of the Tribal Chief. So you know, yeah, I don't know. The Usos are getting pops. Yeah, the Usos will become will become good guys here in the next couple weeks, um, more than what they already are right now. And then it'll be fun times of wrestling again. Yeah. I wanted to ask you, and I think that I may know the answer to this. You didn't go to the Duke City Wrestling on Saturday, did you? I did not. No, okay. I, I, I know you said that you were at the Isotopes game. Um, I know we had talked about you potentially going to the Duke City Wrestling thing over the weekend. So I actually spaced it. My buddy, Soul Rack Thunder, who's a local indie scene wrestler, um, 
probably could have got me tickets to it, but I we had so many things going on this past weekend that it wasn't going to happen regardless. Yeah. Well, all right. I was just curious. I didn't. I didn't think you went with the mention of the Isotopes game, but I just want to. I do know that there's midget wrestling in Clovis in three weeks. <laughs> okay. Do you, Do you have details on this event, Earl? I do not, but tune in next week and I will. All right. There you go. Uh, that's going to do it for us, folks. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Marlena, Adam, Jane, anybody watching or listening later this week on YouTube, Facebook, or podcast services around the world, we do appreciate your support each and every week. Um, again, Sunderland AFC tomorrow night, Wednesday, 7 o'clock kickoff out at the lab. Saturday night, New Mexico United against Sacramento Republic. Meow Wolf night. Again, a 7 o'clock kickoff there as well. Get out, show your support for New Mexico United. Both matches, eat your brain puffs uh, like a two-year-old uh, so you can be smart like Earl. Uh, for Earl, for Jacob, who can't be, who isn't with us again this week, Jacob, we miss you, buddy. Can't wait for you to be back. Hopefully you can hop on the show uh, before you do leave for the Academy. Uh, can't wait to get your thoughts on upcoming matches. So, uh, for, again, for Jacob, for Earl, for myself, thank you guys so much. And we'll be back Tuesday night, nine o'clock mountain time. As we talk about the Sunderland AFC international friendly and these results from Sacramento Republic Saturday night out at the lab until next time, folks. Somos Unidos. You've been listening to Somos Mas, your source for the latest news and notes on New Mexico United, the USL, and the New Mexico Runners. All of our shows are recorded live on Tuesday nights and are streamed on our YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter pages. An audio-only version of the show goes live later in the week on all major podcast platforms. Our show is written and produced by Seth Bidoff, Jacob Terrell, and Earl Nieto, and is edited by Seth. All episodes are recorded and edited using StreamYard and Audacity.